0: Clement Street is really as an association is putting a ton of work into driving people here for multiple reasons and then supporting each other in that way
1: that was photographer Chloe Jackman I'm Jeff and this is Storied San Francisco. Every week on this podcast, you'll hear from photographers, comedians, activists, and San Franciscans from all walks of life, telling stories, sharing personal histories, and trying to put into words what makes this city so special. Welcome to Episode 49, Part 2. In this last podcast of Season 2. Chloe talks about various office and service jobs she had before she was inspired and able to pursue her photography full-time. She also talks about the realities of being a working artist in San Francisco, especially when it comes to renting. Michelle and I will be taking a few weeks off as we prepare for Season 3. We'll be rerunning some favorite episodes from Seasons 1 and 2 in the meantime. Season 3 will launch on January 11, 2020 with a show and an art opening in South of Market. Please save that date and stay tuned to Twitter and Instagram for more info coming out over the next several weeks. Here's Chloe.
0: And I quickly got a job at a mortgage company and rode that way for a couple of years, like rode this part of that mortgage wave Mm -hmm. um i was already on the uh, incline i was like just working admin work so i was there for two or three years and then oh you weren't ripping
1: off people of color and and everything
0: Mm. else oh no but i used to be the auditor like i had to audit all the loans and i didn't understand what was going on at that Mm -hmm. time i just knew it was crazy that they would be like oh yeah here's this loan like can you check and make sure all the paperwork's in there and it would be like three pages long and i'm like how do you buy a house with three pages
1: right (laughs) Right. Little did you know.
0: Little did I know that I was part of Well, you don't have to say the who demise. you worked for, but were,
1: did were you working for a company that was part of all that shit. Um so. they
0: were a smaller company. Okay. So but like they were a mortgage company that other mortgage like the we would send our mortgages to like Chase and Wells Fargo and yeah. da, 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 da. like that was how the mortgages yeah. were done. Like they were just the I don't know, the place where all the mortgage brokers worked. Mm-hmm. And then they used all these different places. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, when that all started to crumble, I mean, I can, I literally feel like it's like something you can watch like crumble down. And I was just like, and I remember I came out of college and all these people were driving all these fancy cars and up here. And I was mm-hmm. like, what is going on? There is like so much money being tossed mm-hmm. around and all these 22 year olds with all this money doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And boom, it crashed and the layoffs came and I was like, lay me off because I want to go become a photographer. Um, and they laid me off and I started my photography career. That's I mean, I started awesome. it in college. It's, I take that back my original photography name was Chasing Sunsets which turns out to be a really religious thing when I looked it up on Google um it was some, some guy with like a religious blog and I, right. mine was Chasing Sunsets with a Z. and I was like this is gonna get confusing people oh, aren't gonna be man. able to figure this out and my mom had talked to some like older photographer and he's like just have her username <laughs> um And so I started that because in Santa Barbara, I was like constantly after work, like when I'd work lunch shifts, I'd be driving all over trying to get the best view of the sunset because Santa Barbara has some stunner, Mm -hmm. stunner, Mm -hmm. sunsets, sunsets. And so then after college, I traveled a little bit and took some photos and I was like, these are good. Like I should try selling these. And where did you travel? um, I just, I went to uh, Thailand and then I went to uh, Amsterdam and... Paris so I did two separate trips after college Mm -hmm. Um, and then a couple years after that I traveled to the southwest with my mom and my aunt it was amazing we did like a three thousand mile road trip it was awesome and I took some of my like best photos then photos that I actually was able to eventually sell a couple of nice and I was like oh I could do this so that's kind of when that bug really started rolling for me so I started taking pictures of people because I was like Ansel Adams the only guy who can actually make any money Mm -hmm. selling landscapes and i think he only did that when he died so there there goes that um so i started doing photos of my friend's kids birthday parties that kind of stuff and that's kind of where that whole thing
1: on the side though on the side
0: while i was working at the mortgage company and then when layoffs came i was like cool because i actually want to go do this other thing and i'm realizing how shady all this shit is anyways right (laughs) let me get out of here
1: was that oh eight oh nine ish? Yeah. When all that happened, okay. Yeah. And so that's when you made the decision.
0: I mean, I think I I was one of the um, like extras at the company, so I think I probably got laid off sooner than that. Mm-hmm. I was probably out of there by oh seven. Okay, blessing in disguise. Oh, in totally. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Okay. I got, my grown up, I got my taste of grown-up jobs. I do not ever want to do that again. I never want to work in somebody else's office again. On you know, wasn't my jam. It was a great experience. Glad I did it because had I not, I'd probably be doing this and wondering if I should be doing something else. Um, and then I started working at bars. So I was able to like, write restaurants and bars and things like that while I was doing the photography thing, starting out with like birthday parties, which I also don't ever want to do again. Kids' birthday parties, no fun.
1: Can you name drop bars and restaurants you worked in?
0: Yes, I worked at Bruno's. Yeah, I worked at, then I went from Bruno's to Harry's. And uh, that, I Harry's wasn't really my jam. I made more money there, but again, I was just inundated. It was like Santa Barbara all over again. <laughs> um, and then right before I left, they were like, we're going to change the dress code to be hot pants that say Harry's on the ass. And I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I think I got, actually got fired, though, because I was coming back from Reggae on the River and I missed my shift. Oh. But I wanted weekends off anyways. Then I went to 1300 Fillmore. Mm-hmm. And that's where I met Justine. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then Justine and then Joe and Aaron and like that whole life came. Actually, no, I take that back. I met Joe at Bruno's because he used to do the Tuesday nights.
1: Which our listeners will remember from... Whatever episode that was with Joe Gale, he talked about it.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I used to have to place his order for his hamburger. Um, and then he started playing at 1300 on Tuesday nights. I think that, like, replaced their Tuesday night thing. Um, and me and my bestie, like, would love listening to their music. And then we started going to Royale. Is that what I went afterwards? We would, like, go follow them to their next gig that, that you know, because musicians had, like, 25 gigs in one day. Um, and they'd have another gig, and then we'd go, like, party with them at night. We had a great time. Thirteen time was great. Wallet was great. Um, and you but you worked there, or? Oh, yeah. I worked okay. there for a couple of years, probably. Bartending? Serving? Serving. Okay. And then the manager from there. But I was hard. I had a hard time getting my weekends off to be pursuing my photography passion. Right. Um, and, you know... In one sense, I get it. They're like, I need you to work your hours. And in another sense, they're probably like another photographer who cares. Like, everybody thinks they're a photographer. Right. Um, And then I went to Presidio Social Club after that when I left 1300. And um, that was my last serving job. Yeah, and then I went to Presidio Social Club, and that was the last place I worked. And they, I remember I did a shoot for them once, and they were like, You're actually good. And I was like, Did you think that I was pursuing this career? Because what? <laughs> um, and so I slowly weaned off of my second job and went full-time eight years ago.
1: Okay. Wow. So 11. Um, were you and Mike living together yet? Where- yes. Yeah.
0: I wasn't really able. I was living out in San Bruno before we moved around the corner from the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't really able to make the full-time jump until I was like actually in the city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um during, like networking groups, did all that stuff, and uh,
1: what was that like? So another another return to the city. What was that like?
0: Oh, it was amazing. I was so tired. I mean, San Bruno wasn't even that far away, but I felt right. so. I felt like I was a million miles away from everything. You know, like by the time I got except home, for was, Chili's, except for Chili's, Chili's was right there. Tanforan, <laughs> yo, that Tanforan Target. I went back to the other day. That is the place to be. That is a it good is Target. Yeah. Got all the stuff. Yep. it's super quiet. it's yep. clean. Tanfran Target. Bart
1: accessible if you're It's like right there. Yeah.
0: Like the BART drops you off yeah. and then you can just walk, in, so you can carry all your things just right to the BART station. And... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that Tanfran Target. Um, so coming back into the city, it was just, it was like everything I wanted. I didn't realize how much I didn't want to live in San Bruno
1: mm-hmm, <laughs> until mm-hmm. I
0: moved out and I was like, this is not where I want to be. And, you know, we have a condo there. Like my mom helped me buy a condo and my parents split and she sold her house, which she was able to flip because she just timed everything like perfectly. Okay. Um, so she helped me buy a condo out there, which we still have. My dad and my brother live there. And Mike and I may end up out there one day sure. with our kids mm-hmm. so that there's some like green and safe places to run around. And mm-hmm. there's like a pool at the condo and all that stuff. Um, because how the hell do we stay here? Yeah. yeah. How do we stay here?
1: Um, <laughs> we can certainly talk about that. But I, I, I can we just real fast talk about... Um... Because you, you had never lived on this side of town, Right. No. this part of town. So. Yeah,
0: we, we started, so we started looking for apartments, and we had just never spent any time over here, really. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we were like, I don't know, is it too far? Like
1: Literally no time? Like, you didn't know anything? or
0: I mean, just not really, no. I mean, yeah. I'd come to Golden Gate Park, and I worked in the Presidio, you know, so right. like, I kind of spent some time in this area, but... Not really. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, neither had, neither had he. Mm-hmm. He was living with his friend at the time who lives over um, next to Safeway, across from Safeway in those condos on Geary and Webster. Webster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he lived there. So I was spending a lot of time there. But still, we hadn't even really, like, crossed over the hill. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know what? Mm-hmm. We hadn't really crossed Through over. Through the wind solid. tunnel. Like, yeah. and like the I hill. spend time yeah. on hate because that's what everybody does. You wander around on hate and go shopping and things yeah. like that. But like, not really ever made it all the way over here.
1: And what do you think of it? When I you... mean,
0: we moved in and it was amazing. Like, I could, I could go days without leaving the neighborhood.
1: You guys are at Geary or? Uh,
0: we're right around the corner, so we're fourth, third, third, third in Geary.
1: Yeah, or between Cleary closer and Clement. to Geary than Clement. Okay.
0: Um, and like we were able to find. I mean, I could just find everything i needed mm-hmm. and then ace moved on the corner and you know target moved into the neighborhood and it was just like the post office is here my dry cleaners downstairs <laughs> all the food you could ever want like yep. and then my photo shoot started happening in golden gate park and presidio and i was like i could stay in the neighborhood for days and never leave yeah it's like its own self-contained little magical haven Totally, and i feel like the fog tends to stop right around 10th <laughs>
1: I've had a lot of talks about this because I moved from the mission to where we are, Masonic and Geary. And, yeah, I know, you got and it. And I was like, um, the other 10 or 15 years of my time here, it was foggy out there. And of course it still is. It's foggy there before it'll be foggy in the mission, but um, it's not as bad as people think. Mm-mm. And I, it's probably climate change, but no, I know. Um, I'll take it. No. I'm good. <laughs> you know, it's
0: nice when it's so hot. <laughs> um, but sometimes that wind... Oh.
1: That wind...
0: Oh, it just comes, like, mm-hmm. barreling up Geary and Clement. I, when I walk
1: through the intersection of Geary and Masonic, I hold on to my hand. Yeah. Like, even if it's not windy outside, because I know it'll just punch me in the face. And then the,
0: how fast people are driving, too, <laughs> between mm-hmm. all those things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I really, I love this neighborhood. I don't know, you know, if we pop out another kid and need to expand our space. And this has become, like, the, I feel like this is the new like neighborhood everybody's Mm -hmm. moving out here to have more space and have a bigger flat and move their kids and so Mm -hmm. it's just become a really expensive hard place Mm -hmm. hard neighborhood to live in Mm -hmm. which sucks because we love it right Right. (laughs) and i go north a lot and i'm right there next to golden gate bridge and you know all the parks and the greenery i will also say that um i recently my husband likes to call it aaron brockovich our building um when we came home from getting married two and a half years ago like literally two days after we came home we got a notice that the building was for sale we were like like in tears it was like what do you mean um Um, i was just in the process of like i guess i had i wasn't moving in with morgan just yet but anyways we got this notice that the building was for sale we were like okay well we're rent controlled so if this like happens they'll pay it out to pay us out like x amount of dollars to leave." but what are we going to do? Like, it's not enough money to buy a house. You know, it's like basically enough money to like pay off our debt and put some money in a savings account. Like, cause we had just came back from our wedding that we blew the budget on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then the building sold like six months later and the new landlord took over and he was actually seemed to be a pretty nice guy. He fixed the roof. He fixed all the things that the landlord before never touched. Cause she was a lazy piece of shit, but still want I hate you. <laughs> um, and then we get pregnant and like four months into our pregnancy, we get another notice that the building's for sale again. We're like, "What in the world is going on?" However, the landlord is trying to sell it as a non-rent controlled building.
1: I didn't know that's possible. Yeah, it's
0: not because it is a rent controlled building. Right. Um, because if and I learned a lot of stuff about mm-hmm. rent, but um, if your building has a certificate of in a certificate of rental, something or something, before June of 1979. Right Then your building is protected by rent control.
1: Designated.
0: Yes. Our building was built in 1978. Mm -hmm. There are people who live in the building who moved in. The first tenants to ever move into the building had their pick of the units from 1978. Jesus. With a lease from 1978. The landlord landlord had found some document that we think is forged that said that it was actually December of 1979 however it looks like a seven that was turned into a nine Anyways, this whole situation did he so, do like
1: the pin and then eraser thing? <laughs> it
0: looked like it was like a copy Come made on. of a copy made of a copy it like wasn't signed by the signed by the fire inspector like it was real shady right, shit right. and we were like absolutely not you are not going to like kick us out we're not going to get that because they were trying to say that they could raise our rent like fourteen hundred dollars like each unit would be worth like fourteen hundred dollars more than we pay right for some people it was like twice as much as they pay right and i was like no way. I was trying to move into this new studio space around the corner. Like I was having a baby. I was like, you are not, you are, you Mm. fucked with the wrong woman. (laughs) (laughs) So we got this postcard from Impact Hub, which is this real estate company that helps buildings like this. And I called her up right away, day after we got the notice. And I was like, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you can do, but you got to help me like fight the fucking man. And that was in, I don't know, I would say like the winter of last year, maybe January, this all started. Um, and this week we should be closing with Meta, which is a nonprofit organization, the Small Sides program through Sandra Lee and London, mm-hmm, and yeah. all the things that are happening that are helping keep people in their homes. Awesome. Um, yeah. And so that's my like San Francisco, like hold it down. Don't fret, people, if your landlord is trying to fuck you over because there are organizations out there that are amazing. And we're the second building that Meta, which is a mission-based...
1: I was going to say, it's Me- Mission Economic... Development. development. Uh, Agent?
0: Association. Association. MEDA. Yeah. yeah, MEDA. Uh, right? yeah, M-E-D-A. M-E-D-A. <clears throat> Um, they're amazing mm-hmm. and they're coming in and they did all these tests they tested it for lead and asbestos and this and that and the, the pipes and the they did everything they brought so many people to come through and like check the building to make sure that they could do all the things to make sure that it's 100% up to code mm-hmm. and they're gonna keep it up they're gonna make the building up to code it's amazing mm-hmm. they have to do all the things I mean damn this rent control and these lazy freaking landlords who were like I don't care if there's a hole in your floor
1: Right.
0: just put some tape over it and move on <laughs> right <laughs>
1: So as far as, uh, re- re- uh, what's the word, Li- uh, housing, Jesus, oh, <laughs> that's my- the um, one. as far as housing goes, y- uh, your situation, um, and in general, there's, there's kind of, there is hope, there, there is are resources.
0: There, Cause there, there are people, here's the deal. I'm not quite sure what all these, I guess I can't always just blame it on the tech kids. I just don't know what all this new money is expecting. You know, I heard an article the other day and they were like, heard, read, um, If there's a natural catastrophe, which yeah, natural catastrophe, Mm -hmm. um, all the people who work for the fire department and the police and you know medical, they don't live in the city Mm -hmm. because they can't afford it. Mm -hmm. They're not going to stay here and help all of us. They're going to go back and help their families. Mm -hmm. Like, what do we all expect? And who is going to do the jobs that you don't want to do? Mm -hmm. People can't commute from Tracy to work at McDonald's. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's just it's ridiculous to me that they're like that people don't understand the repercussions of this. And in the last week, how many restaurants in San Francisco have closed?
1: I mean, in the last day, honestly. It's to the point of at least a couple of a a day. Yeah. And some of them, like my whole thing is like, I've always selfishly been like, well, if, you know, my favorite this and that, this and that, if those places start closing, then I'm going to rethink it. And it's like, now it's creeping up on that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not about me. Anyway.
0: (laughs) But I mean, it's about all of us. It's about... No, I don't feel like anybody's looking at the big picture here no
1: yeah they're looking at the <laughs> they're looking at the here and now but not in the good way
0: no they're like how right. does this how can I get one up and I how can this infect me and make my life better and how can I get as much money out of everybody else's pockets to line mine and I'm then what
1: right who's gonna feed you let's end on a positive note let's okay talk, let's talk about this space
0: yes and what's
1: going on here yeah
0: in a scary ass city Morgan and I decided to uh, sign some five year leases <laughs> so do you want
1: to uh, talk just briefly about about who morgan is
0: oh yes. so morgan is my work wife and so a year and a half ago ish um my mom introduced us my mom comes to visit from washington and she likes to go for walks in the neighborhood and she loves uh vintage stores and secondhand stores so she stumbled by and met morgan a couple of times and one day she and i were out for a walk and she said oh you should come and meet morgan and i went in and i was like oh my god how come we never met each other before literally she her store is two blocks away from my house so how'd i never met her before um and i asked her what she had upstairs she said oh it's my photo studio and i was like the kind of studio you'd want to rent out to a photographer because my husband and i used to walk down the street all the time and be like in that empty space it'll be clojack photography and that one and that one you know trying to manifest it all and um And he, so she was like, yeah, I actually was just thinking the other day that I want to rent it out to a photographer specifically. (laughs) So we like manifested each other. Um, And so a few months after that encounter, I moved into her upstairs space. And within a month of us sharing space, we realized that we had grown out of that space. (laughs) So we immediately started looking for our next big step. That was
1: down Clement between Arguello and Second, right?
0: Yes. She was in the same building as Mm Arsicale Bakery. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, sharing a bathroom window with a bakery that smells like butter and cheese and sugar. Torture. Is not good. And now we're next to a pizza place. Okay. (laughs) So now we just smell bread and cheese and... From breakfast to dinner. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, can I get next to like a health food store?
1: Yeah.
0: Um... So we quickly moved out of that space and figured out, grew out of that space. And um, just through, like, putting the word out there, because we're part of the Clement Street Association, which we love. I love this neighborhood. Um, My husband calls us, like, the president and vice president of the neighborhood because we're always like, hey, how you doing? What's up, Michelle? What's up? Hey, Cynthia? Yeah. Um, Because we're just friends with everybody in the neighborhood. We're always talking. You know, we've really, really become. Morgan had already been really involved, and I feel like through that um, and through being actually physically on Clement Street as a business, um, I feel super involved and just super grateful to be here. It's just, you know, we talked about moving to other neighborhoods and we were just like, but why would we leave our little family here?
1: Exactly. And how how important was it to you guys to get a second space on, to get a new space on Clement?
0: It was a pretty big priority. I mean, we both live in the neighborhood as well, but also just Clement Street is really as an association is putting a ton of work into driving people here for multiple reasons and then supporting each other in that way. You know, like more more restaurants are opening, um, more vintage is actually coming onto the street. Um, shopping. We just want this to be a destination. Like, you know, we have events and we're doing um Fourth Friday art walks that we just started last week. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Um we're having our grand opening in a week. Oh my God, in like four days. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh we have like fall events happening the clementine and holiday strolls and we want to bring christmas lights on the street and dress up the trees and we just really want to because this has become such a family neighborhood we really want to keep driving that here and just keep making this a destination for people to come you know when you come to san francisco clement street should also be another place that you come and check out and for more than just dim sum like Come and check it out. Put your jacket on. Put your scarf on, and come visit us on Clement Street. Tell us about Chloe Jackman
1: Photography. <laughs> Is that what we're calling this place? I can't remember. Was that, was like, that was like an hour ago. That we yeah, had I know, right?
0: Um, so it's an amazing space. That um, when I originally moved into Morgan Space, I wanted a space that I could rent out and like have that be part of the whole vibe of the space is that other photographers could use it. Videographers could use it. It just turned out that that space is a little bit too small to be all the things I wanted it to be. So when we moved and we basically both tripled our size, um, I ended up with a space that I now shoot in. Um, I just shot the uh, CEO or the founder of Eden Body Works Mm -hmm. last week. And it's, you know, Eden Body Works is all about the kind of products I use in my hair. Mm -hmm. Um, And, So it's this great, amazing space that I can now shoot these clients and do this high-end like editorial work that I really want to be doing, but also a place that has a huge dining room table for people to come and do classes or have small meetings, um, meetups, that kind of thing. I just want it to be a community space. You can do sound baths and yoga and whatever you want to do in this space. And it's exciting.
1: And how do people find you?
0: Um, you can go to Instagram at Chloe Jackman photos. You can go to my website, ChloeJackman.com. dot uh, I'm not going to put my phone number on here, but you no. know,
1: <laughs> yeah. You're like besides walking phone down.
0: <laughs> five 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 five
1: besides walking down to 3rd and Clement
0: 3rd and Clement 147 <laughs> Clement come by and see us that's another, Clement, one. That's another one that works Yeah, right? you'll
1: put that out there yeah, yeah
0: 147 on Clement in. come by you can see Morgan and her uh, the golden hour at front come back and she'll show you the space if I'm not here and uh, yeah come check out my Le, 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 Le Diamant Secret. <laughs> 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 the hidden gem
1: <laughs> that was Chloe Jackman And with that, season two has come to an end. Please remember to save the date of January 11, 2020. That's when we'll launch season three with a live show and art opening. Music for the podcast is by Otis McDonald. Film photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. You can find all episodes from seasons one and two over on our website, storiedsf.com. While you're there, please help support what we do by going to our store page and choosing from several different pledge levels please follow us on Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. And if you have any feedback for us, our email is storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.